Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at EmmanuelAG.com. Our Lord and our Father would like to thank you and bless your name this morning. Uh, as we dine with you this morning in your word, we pray that God help us understand your word and help us grow. For it is your desire to see us grow and reach others who are not yet reached, and that way your kingdom will be perpetrated. And we really so we are really so thankful for this grace of salvation that you have given to us, and also for your presence being with us. We bless you, we honor you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, last week uh, we had this topic which we are continuing today. But before that, uh, we remember that every first Sunday of the month, it's Misha's Day or Misha's Sunday. And it happens that I'm also the Misha's coordinator, so uh, we just do it together. Now, today, uh, I want to show you something where I'm coming from, which is Malawi in Africa. I've been here for quite uh, uh, now a couple of years, so to say. I haven't showed you some of the small things that are in Malawi. So, as Misha's day, I just want to show you just two, three pictures of the church where I was. Unfortunately, uh, I will show you pictures that the church is down uh, when they had the, uh, you remember, cyclone in Mozambique, it affected part of Malawi. So the church had to collapse, the roof had to be blown off, and uh, fortunate enough, nobody was hurt and nobody was killed, but uh, the church was down, the roof was down, and it had cracks. Finally, they just uh, uh, take it apart to start again. So these are just some of the pictures of the church where I pastored for eight years in Malawi. Uh, it's Assemblies of God Church. This is part of the roof that came off because of the wind. Uh, go to the next one. Uh, that's, you can see the church is small, and even though it's small, uh, we had a roof on it. Uh, the time I was there, we had a roof, and when I came here uh, communicating with the pastor, he shared to us when that cyclone in Mozambique happened when it had to hit part of Malawi. So it had to blow off the roof, and you can see this is inside, uh, and all the roof was just like being blown from one side. I asked them how far did it go. It said uh, more, than, uh, more than 500 yards being wow. blown off, which was very bad. And if there were people, for sure they could die uh, with that thing. So, yeah, those are some of the pictures of what did happen. So when we are talking about missions, yeah, that's part of it. And the, some of the pictures they sent, they had like big cracks on the other side. So I want you to know something when you are giving for missions. This place or this land where this church is, uh, it is in the area where it's... Uh, Many of the population in that area, it's Muslim, like Islamic religion. And uh, in Malawi, of course, the Islamic religion is not that huge as other countries. They are minority, but there are some places which they are, you know, they can't like live there or they dominated there close to the lakes. So this was part of it. And that's where I was ministering. So this land, it has been having an issue that we did not own this land. And the it is until few months ago when I shared it to Pastor James and Pastor James, I think, with the staff, they had to contribute money that has helped this church. Now they've bought a new land, and as I'm talking now, they own it and it's in their hands, not in the hands of the community. So for that reason, we thank God and praise God for what you are doing. So whenever you are giving for missions, uh, these leaders or staffs, they don't say anything, you know, but... What you are doing when you are giving, your money is going and doing a lot in the ministry of God. The money is going even to uh, Africa, reaching some people. Let me tell you, the pastor was giving a testimony that when they just bought this land, people were praising God. 
Do you know why they were praising God? Because you had to do something. So please understand and feel that when you are giving, you are not just giving in vain. You are not just doing it for the sake of doing, but you are saving somebody's life. And he told me that since that time, they are not meeting in the church, they are renting a building, they have started constructing a church. Right now, they are on the, what we call, window level, and they are raising money for the roof. And we thank God for uh, people, well-wishers, they are contributing. Uh, I have a brother, uh, Brother Jay, I work with. Uh, when I shared it to him, he said, I'll contribute 300 and me and my wife, we said we'll contribute something. And when I said to Pastor Rick and Pastor Michael, they said the church will do something. So we are believing God that God is going to do uh, great to this church. And we expect to see many people coming to Christ because they will have finally a building. And we want you to pray as the church that they should uh, really raise this money. Because for two years, we had plans to build a at least a big church, but we ended up not building because when we had to mold bricks, rain came and all the bricks were, uh, what should we call it, dissolved or what? Yeah, something like that. So we could not make it because of the finances. So right now at least they have built another church. It's in the window level uh, and they are uh, raising funds for the building. So you pray with us that God should really touch uh, people to give more within Malawi, even those people who can give even outside of Malawi. So let me uh, surprise someone that I did not ask uh, Tido to pray for the church uh, in Malawi that God should provide with the needs and the resources to complete and finish this church. Heavenly Father, we come to you with thankful for our we can praise your name and we can speak to you. Yes, Lord. Lord, we uh, raise this church. This is your church, Lord. Yes, Lord. And we ask that you provide yes, the needs of this church, yes, Lord. Lord. So yes, more Lord. people can come yes, unto the Lord. Jesus. You say that you will not come until Lord, the entire Lord. earth has lived Lord, Lord. and heard. Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And has heard of you. Yes, Lord. So we thank you, Lord, and we can be part of this. We ask that you touch those hearts that are going to cooperate and help along with this work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go straight into our message today. To those who were not here last week, uh, I've been speaking from the, uh, yeah, to these two weeks, a series of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was sharing uh, last week that uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit uh, was primarily to all those people who are already having faith in Christ. When you receive uh, Christ or when you make a decision to receive Christ to be your personal Savior, you have received the Holy Spirit. But uh, apart from that, when you receive the Holy Spirit, when you come to Christ, there is also the time as believers, as every time that we should seek and look forward to be filled more and more every day in our lives. So I'm continuing from where uh, we stopped last week. Just to mention a couple of things, uh, we went uh, through about the Trinity. If you can pull that, if you, you still have uh, your uh, slides. I was talking about the disposition of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I was explaining that God revealed himself as a father in the Old Testament through the prophets that people should understand who he is. And the main reason why God was trying to uh, communicate to man was to understand how God works. Not that there are three gods when we talk about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It's just God. But he wanted to reveal himself that people and the church should understand how he works and how he wants us as Christians should be. So I had to explain uh, about uh, uh, all those things about God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I said I will take more time on the disposition of the Holy Spirit uh, that this is when God 
the sun was ascending to heaven, and he told the disciples not to do anything until they should receive the Holy Spirit. And we had the definition of the uh, Holy Spirit. The word spirit means pneuma, meaning being breathed or breath. And this was what Christ did uh, in the uh, book of John 20:22, where we hear that he had to breathe unto his disciples, and they received the Holy Spirit. Meaning that if, even when we come to Christ, that's not enough just to say, okay, I've received Christ, I need to sit and just watch and wait until I go, I go to my Father. No, we need to seek and desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit in this present uh, day. Um, so last week, I also shared... Uh, the results of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the number one was that the primary reason why we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit is that people should come to repentance. And we had to see this from the book of uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 37 and 39. Uh, the main reason why we are filled with the Holy Spirit is not that we should just enjoy uh, those power and those gifts, or that feeling that, yes, I have the Holy Spirit. But the primary reason is that people should come to repentance. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostle, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Before you go to verse number 39, if you see here, Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. When you receive Christ, when you repent, you have been baptized in him or you have received him. In other words, you have been given that mandate that you are the child of God, no matter what. You have come to him, okay? But he, keep, he continues by saying that was the forgiveness of your sin. And when you receive Christ, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we see what Peter is explaining from there. We see even following the church that when the church received even uh, Christ, they were to be filled again with the Holy Spirit. Uh, verse number 39. For the promise is for you and for your children. You know, I told you, I shared to you last week that I was being raised and being brought up as a Presbyterian. Now, being raised in the church, I was told that this was only for the apostles. This was only for the first church about being filled with the Holy Spirit. But that's not what the scripture says. It says, for the promise is for you and for your children. Okay, let me ask you a simple question. When you say you and for your children, I don't know if you have children or you, you don't or you do. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, no, 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 no. We are not coming to that. When we talk about children, you and your children, to my understanding, it doesn't mean that only the children that he will have, but even to the children that will come after his children, even to the children after those children, children which comes to generation to the generation to the generation. That's what Peter is trying to communicate. He said, for the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God shall call to himself. Meaning that everyone who believes, he shall receive this gift of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Not only to these people or to only these apostles. Okay. If you did not come last week, I think we have the podcast. You can go back if you see that. I should not take more time on that one. Uh, so I said the results of being filled with the Holy Spirit, primary reason is that people should come to repentance, and that's what we see uh, Peter saying. Number two, 
He said, great desire and power to witness about Christ. If we are to stand and witness about Christ, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can speak, we can speak, but if we are not filled, we can speak in vain. We can just fulfill that, okay? I'm a Christian, you know, I need to speak, I need to witness. I'll just speak and it will go. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, if you are seeking God, God will use you when you are filled and somebody will come to know Christ because you are filled. Uh, let's read Mark 16. And this is one of the things that I had to ask my, uh, my elders at the church where I grew up the, uh, in the Presbyterian church. I asked them about this verse because they kept saying, no, 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 no. When I was talking to the youth, they said, no, 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 you don't need to talk to the youth. This is the things for the first church. Don't speak about this now. They, they were gone. They were for then, not now. So I said, okay, tell me about this verse, Mark 16. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes, whoever, are you following that? Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. And I ask them a question. Okay, this is Jesus speaking. He's saying, whosoever or whoever believes in me, if you believe in me, if you say you are in Christ and following Christ, all these things shall follow you or shall accompany you because you believe in me. You shall pray for the sick and they shall be healed. You shall speak in other tongues. Signs and wonders will follow you. So I asked, okay, why is Jesus saying, if you believe in me? And I remember asking this other elder that, are you a believer of Christ? Are you a follower of Christ? He said, yes. Okay. Can you pray in other tongues if you're filled with the host? No, 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 no. Okay. So, do you believe in the gift of teaching? Yes, yes. We need to teach the church, okay? Uh, do you believe that some are gifted according to that fivefold ministry, being pastors? Yes, I believe that. That's the word of God. Okay. Do you believe that God can do a miracle and use you and somebody being healed? So, no, 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 not that part. That was for the first church. Okay. Why? Are we separating and taking other part of the same scriptures and agreeing the other part, the other part disagreeing? I had to say, ah, you better say something that will convince me to believe what you believe. <laughs> Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that you and me, God is entrusting you that you will go out and stand out in faith and proclaim the gospel and share about the gifts of the Holy Spirit with boldness. You remember, Peter, I said this last week. Before he was filled, though he had the Holy Spirit, you remember John 20, 22, he breathed unto them and they had the Holy Spirit. Now, he denies him when he, go, he, he was going. He said, okay, you will deny me tonight. You will deny me tonight. Not tomorrow, but tonight. If it will be tomorrow, I said last week that you may forget, you know, but tonight, and it happened. He said no, but he had the Holy Spirit. But when he was filled, the same Peter, he had to stand amongst those people. Not even those people also who were just following, but great, mighty people in the Jewish religion. And he's standing up and testifying about Christ. Tell me if it is good to reason from man or to reason from God. Why? Because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And number three, which we are to, to continue today, is about more receptive to the operation of the Spirit's gift. 
more receptive to the operation of the space gifts. First Corinthians chapter 12. We are not reading the whole chapter. You can uh, have time. Now, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, he will help us understand how he works and operates with his gifts. Do you know what the Holy Spirit is expecting now as I'm talking? He's expecting to see each one of us operating in his gifts that he has given us as the church for the people to come to him. He has imparted in us that we should have these gifts and use them that his kingdom should be glorified because of us. It's, it's not just to be filled for the sake of being filled. So when we receive as the other results is to be receptive to the operation of the space gift. You remember last week the first scriptures that I have to I, I had to read. Let's go back to read Joel chapter 2, verse 28-29. Joel chapter 2, verse 28-29. And, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And do you know when it was fulfilled? Let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 14, 17. I don't know if you have it ready there. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse, verse number uh, 14 uh, and to 17. I'll just read a little quick. All right, verses number 14 through uh, 17, Acts chapter 2. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. And verse number 15. For these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour on the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel, which we just read. Verse number 17. And in the last days it shall be, it shall be, God declares. Okay, let me read from the, the, the screen. I know you have been following me, but yeah. And in the last days, it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. This was Peter telling the people, that do not think that these people are drunk. If you remember last week, I gave my testimony that I hated these neighbors, you know, from different churches praying at this uh, house, making noise, you know. They are praying loud, out loud and say, is this God maybe death that maybe he closes his ears, you know, he doesn't hear people. Why are they so loud like that? Because by then I didn't know and I did not understand and honestly, I really wish if I could just chase them and say, go look for a rent, uh, rent a house somewhere else. Because by then I didn't even know and understand who Christ is and who the Holy Spirit is. But I was going to church. I was a Christian. Somebody asked me, are you a Christian? I would say, yes. I was saying, yes, I'm a Christian. I go to church. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a religious thing. This is not just about going to church. It's beyond that. And the same things uh, was with these people. Do not be surprised today when you see or hear people saying that people filled with the hospital are crazy people. 
It was there before. It has been there before. And I was one of them. I said, these people are really crazy. Are really crazy. Look, they say they are speaking with other tongues. They would go like, I, I was, this other day when I was passing, because I didn't go in this house, you know, I could listen. I could be, hear people speaking in other tongues. Like, they say they are feeling What is that? It's nonsense. You know what I was doing? Exactly what Peter was telling these people. When they heard these disciples praying in this house, they heard them praying loud. Don't tell me that they were whispering when they were praying, if they were outside. How could you hear somebody? How could they say, we hear them speaking in our own language? They were amazed to see that these were different people, but they are speaking in their language, but they didn't know their language because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Then, this other day I said, okay, maybe I should try to go there. Mm, no, I can't. I was passing, you know, when you're praying in the tongue, when the Holy Spirit gives you, he just give you. You start praying in the Spirit. People not understand. Rima, Saka, Tara, Manderebo, Sika, Turamaya. People be just, oh, that's crazy. That's weird. What is that? You know, that's what happened. I said, no, 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 no. What am I hearing? I can't even go there. When they were praying in tongues, they were amazed and they said, no, these people are drunk. This is not God we know. These people are drunk, they are crazy. But Peter standing up, may you pull out the verse again, please, Acts. Uh, people were amazed from verse 14, Acts 2, from verse 14. He said, Peter standing up now in boldness because he was one of them being filled with the hospital. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. If I was Peter, I would say, I know you are all Christians, you believe it, but if it was like that, I would speak. You ladies and gentlemen, listen to my words. When he's emphasizing like that, he has confidence that what I'm speaking is not just from my head, but I know that God wants you to hear about this when Peter was speaking about that. Verse number 15. For these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it was only the third hour of the day. So these people were not drunk, but they are filled. The promise that God said, Nowadays, people would think it's crazy and it's weird to hear Pentecostalism going around or being filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because that's what they know. That's not what they know. Why do I say that? Because I know that's how I was. But let me tell you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know you believe in that. I know you walk in that. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we will have courage to witness to others. We will stand for Christ. We will not be ashamed. We will have power. Uh, Peter, when he was walking somewhere, we hear that even his shadow could heal the sick. Do you agree with that? His shadow. Why? Because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul, his handkerchief, I'm not saying we should take handkerchief today and uh, people should touch our handkerchiefs and they should be healed. No, but I'm saying Holy Spirit could use anything what he could want people could be healed. Something that nowadays we could call it weird. We could say uh, it's something kind of like crazy. When I came to Christ, then studying, studying the word of God. That's when I understood that these people, different people we are meeting in this house, near to our house, they were not crazy as I thought. And I had to tell God that, God, please forgive me. I didn't know what I was speaking. Guess what happened? And God filled me with the Holy Spirit. And I started speaking with other tongues. The things that I, I said, they were crazy. They were on my tongue. Why? Because I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. Sometimes we are not open to God 
which result for us not to experience the power. Sometimes it's not our choice. Sometimes it's how we have been raised. It was because of how I was raised and how I was taught about the Holy Spirit. I was not receptive because I didn't know him. I did not understand. Ladies and gentlemen, God is expecting us to know and understand and seek the power of the Holy Spirit to fill us. We will not have any strength. We will not ha have any power. When I came to Christ, I started seeking God more and more. He gave me a call in 2005 to be a pastor. I said, no, I can't be a pastor. In 2006, I'm telling you, the more I spend more time with God, the more I heard God speaking to me. But I said, no, I can save you in other ways, but I cannot be a pastor. Let me tell you, the more I said I can't be a pastor, the more I had no peace of mind. I had to pray and seek God more and more. And he was feeding me more and more. Until this other time I said, God, here I am. Do whatever you want with my life. I just opened my heart and said, God, do whatever you want with my life. That was in 2007. And the same 2007, that's when I was given the church by Assemblies of God that I should be. It's a long story. I'm just cutting the short story. The story short. God wants us to be open and just to surrender ourselves and just to expect from him, not from our knowledge and thinking that this is how things should be. But we should say, God, whatever you want, do it with my life. And God will be ready to use us. This morning, I'm not taking much time of, pre uh, of preaching. I want us to pray. And when I was uh, preparing for this message, God confirmed to me that there's one person or more that they really want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It might not be somebody who is in, who's in here. It might be somebody who is here. But I want to tell you that God's word is true and it shall stand true even if people will deny the truth the word of god shall remain to be true even if people will not be faithful but god shall always be faithful he's looking for the people who would stand and say here i am O god fill me once more fill me with your power Fill me and use me the way you want. God is crying to see the world perishing in sin, dying. God is not happy to see people going to hell because somebody is sitting on his own gift because he's not trusting God to fill him and use him. Let me tell you one thing. If you only open your heart and just surrender to God and say, here I am, O God, Use me. You will be the great instrument of God and God will be glorified because of your gift. Wow. Don't sit on your gift. Stand up and say, God, here I am. I'm ready to be used by you. Let me tell you, we have gifts here. If I can start asking, some of you, you, you will tell me that, ah, sometimes I just feel like I like to give people the money that I have. It's what I am. That is God's gift that has given you. Plus, if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, the church of God will go and destroy the works of the devil in the world. Why? Because you are using the gift that God has given you. Some people will say, ah, you know, sometimes when I just speak some words, somebody just get encouraged, you know, something like that, you know. That's God's gift that has given you. Do you know what he's lacking? Say, God, fill me once more. And the gift that God has deposited in you with his fire. I remember uh, Jay last week, he said, it's like the fire. You know, we have like a wire when you have electricity. When you have that wire uh, sparkling with something like uh, 
he was explaining better. I cannot, ex uh, I cannot explain like the way he did. But it's like a spark when it's connected. Even though there was already the, the power, you feel like a spark, you know. You get the power and the, you, you can even see that there's something here because there was some, some sparks. I don't know what you mean. You understand what I'm, what I'm talking about. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit. When we are filled, it's like we have been given the fire to do it more and more. That's what God wants from us. Allow me to finish by reading these couple of verses. Acts chapter 19, verse 1 through uh, 6. Acts chapter 19, uh, verses 1 through 6. This was the church in Ephesus. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not yet heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what then uh, were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. This was the church that believed in Christ. These are the believers. It's not somebody who don't know Christ. They believed in Christ and Paul is asking them, have you received the Holy Spirit? He said, no. Okay, you can receive Christ Jesus but not receiving the Holy Spirit? Okay. So Paul is just trying to explain about the infilling of the Holy Spirit or baptism of the Holy Spirit, that when you receive Christ as believers, we need to be filled. If you read Acts 4.31, it said, the place where they were, these disciples, which already received Christ on the day of Pentecost, after preaching, they came meeting together. The place where they met, they started praying. And he said, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and the place was shaking because the Holy Spirit was among them. You know what? God is looking for the humble spirit that can say, here I am, use me. He's ready to use us. He's ready to touch us. There are many scriptures that we can go through, but we don't have time uh, to go through all those uh, scriptures, but all those people who gathered, who gathered on the, in the upper room, they were all believers. They received Christ. After the day of Pentecost, uh, the verse I was just saying, 431, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Believers in Samaria, if you read Acts 8, verse 14, 17, you hear about uh, Philip preaching. So when he preached, Paul and uh, Peter came uh, to these people who believed in Christ. Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? No. And they received the Holy Spirit. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Believers in Ephesus, we just read 19 verse 1, 6 to 6. They received the Holy Spirit after receiving Christ. The house of Cornelius, Acts chapter 10. Of course, uh, the context of the scripture was to tell us that even the Holy Spirit has also gone to the Gentiles, not only to the Jews, that everybody who believes in Christ should receive the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every time. For us to be successful as we serve God in the gifts he has given us, we need to say, here I am, God, use me. God is ready to touch us. Let me ask the media team just to uh, put that song we had last week also. We want us, as you, this song is playing, 
we want us just to think about God giving us and empowering us with the Holy Spirit. I want us to say, God, here I am, feel me. Here I am, touch me. Here I am, empower me, for I believe and trust in your power. When I said, yes, God, use me, there's one thing that even I said to my wife, I never understand and I don't understand. And some things happen, but for this particular time, I don't even understand. When I said, yes, you can use me, I was praying in my room. I'm telling you, the bed that I used, it was wet with my tears, crying to God. And I felt the power in my body everywhere. Let me tell you, when people have stories, sometimes you say, I think these, these are just the things that they dream or think about or what. Let me tell you, I'm the one of the people who was against about this teaching. But God just filled me with the power. I was telling my brother Marshall that I felt the power that I never felt it before. And following that day, this other time when we went out, when we were just praying with a few fellows, I was just filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and I started speaking with other tongues. I didn't know how people speak with other tongues and I was one of the people who was just looking and hearing when people they are praying, when I believed like an expectator, you know. But this time God just touched me. It was my time that God filled me and I spoke with other tongues. Since then up to now, I can teach you. If you give me another uh, time to teach about the speaking with other tongues, I will speak to you and I will testify to you and many, many testimonies that God has done. I'm not saying you should give me time to preach again. I'm just saying. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this particular day, after all those days I've told you, I was with people who were praying. They had night of prayer. And one person was sick. I did not uh, say God has told me to pray for you something. But the Holy Spirit just drove me to this person and I started praying. I had to lay my hand on him. I was praying. I'm telling you, all of a sudden, and I did not even understand. I did not even see him, how he fell on the floor until he was on the ground. And I was the one praying, but I was surprised. What is going on here? This is something that I've never experienced. Do you know what? When the Holy Spirit touches with power, when you just say, God, here I am, use me, or do it, I'm telling you, he does it. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that did that. Let me tell you, yes, there are some weird teachings about the Holy Spirit. I'm not denying that. Some people, they are presenting it in a wrong way. But that does not mean that we have the true presentation of the Holy Spirit. Just believe in him and let him use you. He will use you for his own glory. Let's all stand up. As they are praying the song, I just want us, forget about your thinking, forget about who you are. You are important, yes, to your wife. You are important to your children. Yes, you are important to whosoever. But this moment, I just want you to give your heart again to say, God, Feel me. God, feel me. This is his word. Go back, sit more, search more about the Holy Spirit. He's ready. We bless you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Rima Shaka Taran Larabasai. 
We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. Changing me, oh God. We love you, Jesus. We give you glory, yes, Lord God. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Lord God, bless you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, change us, oh God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bless Lord Jesus. If you can, may you raise your hands with me. Yes, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise, our God. We bless your name. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, our God, that you have imparted in us. We come before you, our God. Here we are. Here we are, O oh God. As I pray with you, I just want you to pray the way the Holy Spirit is leading you to. Just say, God, here I am. He say, if you seek, you will find. Let's seek, expect, and receive. As the song is playing down, as we pray, I want you to tell God that God use me, fear me. There's nothing to be ashamed of. The Holy Spirit is for you and for me. He deserves our worship. Let's all pray as we, the way the Holy Spirit is leading us. Yes, Heavenly Father, we'd like to bless your name, O God. We give you glory. Thank you that you send only your begotten Son to die at the cross for us, O God. And he said, I shall send the Holy Spirit who shall fear you, who shall come. And thank you, Father, for sending the power of the Holy Ghost to empower us, O God. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you just be with us, God, right now. May you fill us, God, once more. 
Fill us, O God, once more. May you fill us, O God, once more, O God. We believe and trust your name, O God, that we shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us, O God. We believe and trust your God. Use us, O God. Here we are, Lord Jesus, raising our voice and our hands to you, believing that, Lord, you are able to do things beyond what we can think of God. We pray that, God, you fear us for your own glory as you use us with the gifts you have empowered in us, O God. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise, O God. May you come on us, O God. May you fear us once more, God. Send your power in our everyday life, O God. Use us accordingly, O Lord, in the name of Jesus, O God. We need to bless you. We need to honor Lord God. May you come pray, close with your word of prayer. As you have your eyes closed and your hands lifted this morning, I don't know about you, but I just, I'm, I'm humbled this morning just being reminded of what I read this morning in Isaiah, 800 years before Jesus died on the cross, before Jesus was born. And then he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And Jesus quoted this in Luke chapter four and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. When Jesus was baptized, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. God is so huge and so amazing, but he's still so personal that his Holy Spirit will come upon you and reside in you and stir gifts up inside of you, impart gifts into you, each and every one of us. He is so worthy to be praised, and he's so good to us. Amen. Amen. Amen.